It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Welcome. Wow. Welcome. Here we are. And we're going to be talking about honesty today. We are. Yes. We talk we, about honesty every week, don't and we? And actually, it's fitting because um, I have a cold, and in the interest of full disclosure, I am doing this podcast in my pajamas. Yes, you are, and you look Thank God fine. for no video. I thank God this is not YouTube. That's all I can say. Um, so I pulled myself out of bed. Um, I did brush my teeth because I want to have fresh breath for you guys. That's awesome. Um, okay. So, so. T- t- we are talking about honesty today. And uh, the beauty of brutal honesty. Okay. And it's got to be brutal. That's it's, the beauty of it. Okay. Why does it have to be brutal? Because brutal honesty is empowering. Okay. And uh, it's, it's necessary to be brutally honest with yourself and with others. And I know we've done an episode on, on uh, honesty before and TMI. Uh, but this is different. This is like... I, I and I'm going to be go into more of what inspired me uh, for this episode, um, but I think honesty gets a bad rap. Honesty gets a bad rap. Yeah, I do. I think people are afraid of it, we and know that. I think that uh, people run from it. And I, I just, um, I don't know. I think it is. It's an. It's not a bad thing. And yet people, and yet it's treated as, as bad sometimes because people are too honest or they're, they're not honest enough with themselves. So people are not really looking at themselves and saying, mm, I know I can uh, be more honest with me and what can I do about this? How? No. No? No. People do not like facing the uh, hard truths about themselves. It's just human nature. People hate it. And like I said, they, they run from it. And today, we're going to uh, hopefully encourage people, listeners, to um, get more comfortable with their truth and living their authentic lives. Because especially in dating, you and I both know people who are not living their authentic self, being their authentic selves. They are not. You are correct there. We encounter it. All the time. Yeah, and I think it's the path of least resistance. People feel that they just should put up with whatever they have to for the sake of not rocking the boat or or creating drama or I don't know. Um, but I think I think it's tolerated in a, in a bad way. And so hopefully we're going to explore some more thoughts on how to be honest uh, and how to prepare yourself for honesty, either receiving it or delivering it. And so, so which brings, think, yes, yes. Do you think that uh, people get into a pattern where they have not been honest and so it becomes a norm for them to continue to not be completely honest? Yes, because it's, they, it's the easier way to do things. They, you said rock the boat. They don't want to rock that boat. They they want to continue as it is under the circumstances of being as little honest as possible. 
Yes. And continue with their life as it is because that is better than living an honest life. Yes. And maybe living it without the person they are currently not being honest with, uh, which is actually themselves. Yes. First. It all comes back around. It all it comes full circle. And you and I, like I said, know a lot of people who are not living their, their truth selves. Um, Certainly. And which is a shame uh, because uh, honesty will free you, uh, it, but it does take guts, but it will, it, uh, it will set you free. And I want to uh, tell you how I got inspired to do this episode. Okay. Would you like to know how, what the inspiration okay. was for this episode? Absolutely. Okay, so um, a friend of mine turned me on to this Facebook group called What Would Virginia Woolf Do? And it's a private, secret uh, Facebook group. Are you hearing that buzz? Yes. Um, Continue. Okay. Uh, and so, and you have to have an invitation or you have to be approved. You have to have someone vouch for you. I think that's the uh, protocol. And um, I have been on it for a few months and it is just, it's just been eye opening and fabulous and fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, it's a forum. I will read a little bit about it. Um, it's the short version is the, it's called the Wolfer. It's an online community, actually a sisterhood, really of literary minded feminists over 40 who offer each other support, resources, inspiration, and humor in a realm private from everyday lives of work and family. And they are quite popular. Hmm. They have over 26,000 members and counting and huge engagement rates. They get up many posts a day. It's very active. And the comments and the questions uh, on this Facebook group, just just the Facebook group, are so compelling and gut-wrenching and heartbreaking and fall off your chair funny. Hmm. And so this is what kind of inspired me because I'm, I'm watching just, I'm sort of a, a voyeur. And by, by the way, um, what would Virginia Woolf do? It's not just a Facebook group. It is a book, and it is a website, and it is a podcast called Raging Gracefully. Uh, Wolfers are everywhere. They're taking over the world. Wolfers. Wolfers. How interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Is they're affectionately known. So I've been kind of just watching and being a voyeur and just getting my mind blown every day because um, it's just so, it's just, they're just so compelling. And so... It's described on the website as being a destination, a place where readers can nestle in and see what happens when women feel comfortable enough to get real with each other, defy the shame that the culture often throws their way, find solace and laugh out loud and revel in this new phase of life, which, by the way, I am smack right in the middle of. Um, Let's hear it for midlifers. Round of applause. Round of applause. No laughs. Round of. Come on. Power to the midlifers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Woo! I'm sweating. I am that too. God, you know, you hit a certain age, I swear to you. It's no joke. You get gassier and sweatier. Okay. Um, No, no, not that. Anyway, they post articles and pictures and stories and they ask each other for advice. And they even have an anonymous feature. And they share information on everything from from books and lube recommendations to and advice. Anomalous, anomalous. Right. Uh, and see, Donald Trump even knows about the Wolfers. <laughs> uh, what was I saying about lube? Some of the things they discuss. Yes. 
And uh, from lube to... My wife loses her train of thought very easily. I told you I was menopausal. Um, And advice on elder care and online... Well, elder care. Hello, elder care. We're smack right in the middle of that, too. We were dealing with that. Okay. So this hit me on every level. This group just, just completely, you know, just does it for me in every way. Uh, they even tell you where to buy, buy the best bra. Wow. That comes in Which is handy. also handy. So Is there anything for place, guys? <laughs> there, I, I think that's the next... Is it, is it more female? Fr- it sounds like it's a more female-centric kind it of... It is very female. It's all females. Are there ma- male lurkers? I don't lurkers? think boys are allowed. Are you allowed to lurk? You have to be a no, female to... No? No, you cannot. Oh, no, this is just for us. This is a, a safe space. I don't know what the male version of that would be. Wasn't there an Iron John or a Manly Dude or something uh, book written a while ago that What's that got to do with me? Well, it has a lot to do with you. Okay. okay? Um, but no, boys are not allowed in okay, this group. Well, I'm so so I'm, I'm reading all these incredible, um, honest uh, uh, comments and questions put out to the group. And I thought, damn. This is fucking empowering, man. This is some good shit right here, and um, it's worth talking about. I thought it was definitely worth dedicating an episode of our show to because we hit on all of these things. Okay. And well, should we? Uh, I know you're feeling a little left out. Not at all. I'm completely fine, and I. I, I don't know why women get all the like the glory of all this stuff. I guess men don't like to talk. If you if you could, would you have a group? Would you? If I could, participate well, I or can. belong to a, and I, I think a man group, a, a male group that talks about uh, intimate male subjects, um, probably not. <laughs> but but I think that if it was open, I, I I don't want to be in a vacuum with just a bunch of guys. I think I don't want to bring bring women in and share things like this. And that's I think what we do on the show, and that's the beautiful thing I think about the show is that we are not afraid to share feminine male things uh, with everybody. So, right. Well, yes, but there's a there's a place and a space for everything, and we do um, we cater to that to a you know to all genders welcome and ages. Although good. I think we do tend to maybe skew a little older. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, well, but um, so that's the purpose of today's conversation. So we're going to get intimate. All right. Uh, so take your bras off, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm. I don't have brawn. Okay. No, I don't. usually wear full makeup for this podcast, and I don't have to, but today I'm just letting it all hang uh, out. All right. So let's introduce our guests, and then we will take our first break and bring them on. Great. First up is Nina Laura's Collins. She is the founder of the online forum for women over 40 called What Would Virginia Wolf Do? She's written a book by the same title and is interested in issues around female empowerment, sexuality, aging, health, and general well-being. She is also the co-host of the podcast, Raging Gracefully, which I've heard and love. Uh, She is a graduate of Barnard College, has a master's degree from Columbia in the field of narrative medicine, and has a long professional background in book publishing, both as a literary scout and then as an agent. She has four nearly grown children and lives in Dumbo, which she says is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. That's enough. That kind of Dumbo? No. I alone can fix it. I mean, yes, (laughs) but no. All right. Okay. Next up is her co-host and partner, Hilary Richard. She's the co-host of Raging Gracefully. 
She once hosted the cable TV show The Game Show at age 17, but left the arts and attended Harvard Law School. Oh, a wise dame, eh? Yes, she is. Okay. Smart cookie. Both of them are. Uh, She litigated cases all over the country for decades and was regularly recognized as a super lawyer. She has taught trial techniques, lectured on trial practice, and made numerous television appearances as a legal analyst. Hillary is married. She has three children and lives in Brooklyn, not in Dumbo, where she is a trustee of the Brooklyn Youth Chorus and serves as deputy mayor of the village of Saltaire in Fire Island, New York. Okay, we'll be right back with our guests. And now, back to Dunbing Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Nina, Nina and Hillary, welcome. Welcome, Nina welcome and Hillary. to Dunbing Single. Hi, Thank happy you. to be there. So, I gave you guys uh, a long uh, build-up. Tell us. <laughs> we'll try um, to live up to it, Trevor. Yeah, well, it, you know, you get your inspiration wherever you get it, and and we do. We uh, here at, at Done Being Single get it everywhere from our own right. experiences. Um, and we were single for you know combined 107 years, as I like to say. And, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know your story. That's funny. How long have you guys been together? Four and a half years. Well, married. Married. So about five and a half. We're coming up on our, we met each other on my birthday, on my birthday, 2013. Okay. Got engaged six months later, got married nine months after that. So um, we explore all kinds of things and honesty is, uh, especially brutal honesty, is just a favorite of mine. And that's how I, you know, I've been following uh, the Wolfers and that's how I came to know you guys. So we have the Chief Wolfers on. Chief Wolfers, Wolfers and Chief. (laughs) So tell us everything about the forum, about how it came to be, and your feelings about honesty and letting it rip. Sure. Okay. So so I'm 49, right? I'll be 50 this year. And when I was 46... I, in the summer of the year I was 46, I started not sleeping well. I'd always been like a really great sleeper. And suddenly I was like waking up in the middle of the night. I'm sure, I don't know how you old you are, Trevor, but it sounds like you're around our age and you're in the group. So clearly you must know what I'm talking about. Um, and I realized I was suddenly going through perimenopause. My periods were spotty. I had an empty nest. Suddenly I was waking up at 4 a.m. I realized I was kind of in this new world um, physically and emotionally. And I wanted to talk about it with my girlfriends. And I was a pretty active Facebook user and kind of liked um, liked my relationships on Facebook. But I didn't feel like it was something I really wanted to talk about with the men in my lives or the children in my lives. So I created this uh, secret. At the time, it was a secret group. Now it's closed. I created this secret forum and invited kind of 40 or 50 of my best friends, like interesting women I knew, all of whom I thought of my girlfriends as kind of smart, funny, feminists, big readers. And um, at the time, I was in a graduate program at Columbia, and I was reading a lot of Virginia Woolf. And I called it What Would Virginia Woolf Do in a total moment of like a dark joke. Like Virginia Woolf is a super smart feminist literary hero of mine who also killed herself in her late fifties. And so the joke was kind of, we're all getting older. Should we just throw in the towel? And the idea was a forum where we could just kind of be self-deprecating and funny and honest about aging. And 
the group really just unexpectedly, I mean, it was never meant to be any kind of a commercial enterprise. It was really just a, I want to create a space for me and my friends to chit chat, um, grew friends, told friends and invited people. And within months we, you know, were hundreds and hundreds and then thousands and thousands of women all over the country. Um, and it evolved into a space where I think from the very beginning, and Hillary was obviously in from day one, all my close friends were, um, we set this tone where the idea was, let's be really honest about what we're going through. And, um, and yes. so, you know, we started talking, I mean, the main subjects in the group tend to be around kind of health, sexuality, relationships. Um, and there is hopefully a lot of humor, but like what Hillary and I do in the podcast, cause we're, we co-host the podcast together, Raging Gracefully. The idea is kind of a space where you can be both funny and also really, you know, really talk about the very hard stuff. So we kind of go high and low. And I, I think what happened is we realized pretty early on that there was this tremendous thirst out there for women in our demographic to talk about stuff that wasn't being talked about in the mainstream media that women weren't even really talking to each other about in person because there's nothing sexy uh, about, you know, finding a gray pube or, uh, you know, <laughs> having weird stuff come out of your nether regions. Um, right, or, so, or the fact that you're not sleeping with your husband or that he doesn't want to sleep with you. These are hard things for people to talk about. And, and, and there's something about, uh, the you know, the Internet in general, but this group in particular where people felt like it was so safe that they could be honest and be totally intimate, even with people they'd never met. And that's remained true, even though we've gone from the original 50 people to 26,000 people. Uh, right. Yeah, it's one of the incredible yeah. intimacy that we share on there. Yeah, and it really is ironic. I mean, early on, like I thought for sure by the time the group hit 2,000 people, we would all pack our bags and go home. Like it was such a special feeling. Like we would go to, I'd go to, we li- Hillary and I both live in Brooklyn Heights, and we would go to cocktail parties, and people I didn't know would kind of come up to me and whisper about the group. And like it became this kind <laughs> of like secret sorority. And I thought, well, this can't possibly continue once it gets bigger. And it has just shocked us that, it, you know, it changes, it morphs, and we work really hard to keep kind of the trend on the tracks and keep the tone the way we want it to be but it remains a place that women kind of feel like like they like they go to the group almost like it's their best friend it's it's uh, a lot of time on it yeah yes you can you can you can get completely lost in it and um even though i'm a bit of a voyeur however i did make my first comment no no i didn't i made my second comment uh the other day first comment was on a post about narcissistic mothers that's a big threat. That's always that's a popular yeah. subject. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, has Trevor has experience it. Narcissistic, yeah. Uh, that yeah, was really... sorry. So yeah, I I just want to say that I mean the the subjects um, are so uh, just thought provoking and um, personal and and you I mean, you're right it's not it's not everyday just predictable stuff and that's what I love about the group and by the way you guys uh, have we we all have this sort of parallel purpose it feels like because our show also. Um, kind of serves that same that demo that purpose and we have found that um women and men 
are really hungry and sort of starving for um, attention, um, but also people to speak to them and in a way that's respectful and um, and identifiable. And I just feel like there's not enough out there that's addressing this this niche and um, and particularly women. Um, find I th- and, and we have the same experience with our with our uh, numbers too we, like we got to a certain number and we thought no way this can't keep going well it kept going it kept going and we're growing and you know what, it, it's very what, it's very encouraging what's crazy Trevor is we're not a niche okay we're like women in our age group are the largest economic powerhouse in this country it's just that we're not catered to advertisers don't know how to speak to us this is what women have been saying to us over and over again you know you go in to buy a car and somebody wants to talk to your husband i mean it's like it's 1955 for christ's sakes and the reality is we've looked at the numbers and women control something in our age demographic you know, educated, wealthy women control something like 95% of the purchasing decisions in this country. And nobody's writing about us. Nobody's writing about our physical maladies. That's why Nina had to go on Google to find out what the hell was wrong when she wasn't sleeping at 46. I mean, this should be something that everyone knows about. Everyone should know about. These are the things that happen to you. Hairs sprout on your chin. Yeah, yeah. It's, (laughs) um, we, we hit a chord. And there's just not enough information uh, out there and no one's speaking to us. And so that's why we feel um, strongly about what we're doing. And and we give people an honest form as well to um, to feel, uh, I don't know, like they're not alone. And yes. um, sorry to interrupt, but one of the things I wanted to tell you, Trevor, that's just funny along the lines of like a space, a safe space. You know, when we when people ask to join our group, they have to answer a couple of questions. How they heard about it. That, are they a woman over 40? And it's amazing how many people say my therapist told me about the group. <laughs> or my dental hygienist. Or my dental hygienist. <laughs> or last week we got someone who said the woman who did my mammogram told me about the group. <laughs> but the, the fact that my therapist told me to join the group really kills me. I always wonder, is there one therapist out there who just loves us or is this like lots of therapists (laughs) so you you bring up a point that that is it seems like there's no men allowed no men are not allowed absolutely not this is a space for women over 40 i feel honored to be part of this conversation some exceptions age-wise um if there are women who have gone through menopause early or if they're you know if it's a 37 year old woman who we find fabulously interesting who begs to join but otherwise we really try and stick to only women definitely only women and over 40. actually it's people who identify as women yes good point Hillary. <laughs> okay that's yes. that that opens it up a little bit wider do you feel like you're doing this in a little bit of a vacuum or a bubble in that so many uh, issues are, I guess, women centric, but are they also dealing with the relationships that we are you are having with your your partners, be it men or women? And uh, are your and are these men not getting the information that's being discussed at the Wolfer site, or how is it getting to them? How how are you improving relationships? This way. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good point. I went to an all women's college. I went to Barnard and there are a lot of women in the group who uh, there's a whole seven sisters contingent in the group. I feel really strongly that women need spaces of their own to talk and learn and feel strong in the world. Um, I don't disagree with you that there would be benefit 
to men hearing and learning about some of the things we talk about, but we can't do it in this forum. Maybe we'll one day find another way to do it. We have a newsletter, for example. Men are welcome to read the newsletter. We have a website. They're also also welcome to listen to the podcast. And what we do on the podcast is we tackle a lot of these issues like, you know, the dry vagina, which nobody talks about. And all of a sudden, you know, you're 50 years old and you're having some serious pain when you're having sex and you have no idea why. And, you know, some women stop having sex and it turns out there's like a simple hack, you know? And, and so we talk about that in our podcast. We try to educate, we try to, you know, make women understand that they're not alone. They're like, this is happening all over the country, all over the world. And certainly you guys can all listen to that if you want some insight into what we're talking about. That'd be great. I love love a good vaginal hack. Yes. Hillary, what is that (laughs) hack? Please share. Coconut oil. Coconut oil with your fingers right up the cooch every day. Awesome. Every day. Every day. Yeah. And that won't that won't do it for everyone, but there are a lot of things you can do. And actually it's true. Vaginal atrophy and dryness is probably the number one thing. Besides, I think, really frank talk about sex, the vaginal mm-hmm, atrophy, mm-hmm. I think, is the biggest shocker in the group. Women, I, I didn't know anything about it. I'm very well educated. I, you know, I live in New York. I have great doctors. I had no idea this was a thing. And Same. I'm not alone. Like these women, just no one, no one knows. No one talks about it. And we have learned so much. And now we're all dealing with it. I mean, the number of women we've probably helped have healthy sex again is it's probably really it's very significant. One of my dear friends said to me she hadn't had penetrative sex in a year, and then she used coconut oil, and she feels like it saved her marriage. And women write about this, write in about this all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's really welcome to Jamaica, man. We have, (laughs) we actually have a jar of it in our refrigerator, but we only use it to remove our Halloween uh, uh, makeup. (laughs) Actually, oh, now now you might want to keep it in the bathroom, Trevor. Wow, (laughs) you are really missing out, Trevor. I have to, I have to share that uh, a a ex of mine turned me on to coconut oil as a to do as a lubricant. you know, mm, so. We don't recommend that. Or as as something that would uh, leave. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I use it as a lubricant also. Yeah, yeah, you can use it for, I mean, you basically just, it's just very good for your vagina mm-hmm. in all oh, ways. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love that. I'm okay. going to try it. I'll get it now. <laughs> as soon as we get off the we air. Want, we want you to snoople back, Trevor. We, we want to hear about some results in a couple of weeks. So, okay, so this is great because I feel like a fly on the wall and uh, I feel like I'm in uh, hallowed grounds where, where men aren't, you know, rarely uh, heard and seen. So I'm going to kind of take advantage of this moment uh, and ask a question that, uh, you know, is there some kind of an overriding thing that's happening on your site where um, there's there's a similar question that's being asked or addressed uh, more than others? That, uh, yeah, there- I mean, yeah. there, there are a few. I mean, certainly when it comes to sex and relationships, because we're women over 40, um, there are in about 60% of our women, we've just done a really big survey. So about 60% of our group is married. There are a lot of women on there who are single and dating. So there's a fair amount of talk about, you know, the online dating scene. There are a lot of questions about, you know, women really want to, these issues of the lack of sex in relationships, whether it's, you know, that you're not interested anymore or that he's not interested in what you do about it. I mean, these are very common. And should I, should I get divorced is a huge topic. I right. mean, should I get divorced? Because you're not- what, yeah. Dovetailing with what Nina just said, you know, I've been married for 20, we haven't had sex for 
20 years, five years, two years, whatever it is. Uh, he's a good guy, but I don't want to sleep with him. You know, should I get divorced? Yeah. Or I'm getting divorced. What do I do? That's another big one. In fact, one of the issues we have running the site is that we have an anonymous feature where women, you know, because as the group has grown, what happens is you can be in the group and discover that your kid's preschool teacher is also in the group. So we, you know, and and by the way, we talk about light subjects too. We talk about Botox and shoes. And so, but when it comes to the heavier topics, obviously women want privacy sometimes. So they use the anonymous feature. We get so many anonymous posts of these these are like on these three subjects that we can't possibly post them all. It would make the group incredibly boring, but we feel bad because women, I mean, over and over and over again, I go to the anonymous post forum and it's, I don't want to have sex with my husband. He doesn't want to have sex with me. Or I think, you know, another one is actually that's interesting and surprising, which we do post is I think I'm a lesbian or I want to explore being gay at this point in my life. I've kind of had it with men that comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And then obviously dating. So, you know, for every, for every two women who say, you know, I've given up, there's nobody to find on these sites. There's a woman who says, I found my life partner. I found the love of my life. Yeah. Or I found, I don't need anyone. I'm enough. I'm enough. And I don't care. And Uh, that's been, that's been incredibly empowering for women, for all of us to see that incredible range. There is no one story. It's not true that we can't find men. Some people have a hard time finding a partner, but as Hillary says, there's, there's really a a wide range to what goes on out there dating wise. And there really is a strong thread of, I don't need one. I, I love my life just the way it is. And I, you know, there's something that, like Nina says, that's that's empowering for everyone. Yeah. You know, but we also, we, t- we talk about bras, we post pictures of ourselves with bras, we talk about vibrators, we, you know, kvetch about our kids, or we ask for help when our kids have mental health issues. You know, it's an incredibly, it's not a support group, but it's a very supportive group. We have to take a, a quick break, but we are going to come back with more from Hillary and Nina and Trevor and myself. So we'll be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Okay, we are back. So yeah, this is what I mean, you guys. This is um, the honesty, the truth, and honesty is just, it's such powerful stuff. And I get, I get emails from our listeners and, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just dealing with a cold uh, along the lines of what you guys get. Um, uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's uh, encouraging. I hear from women in our age group uh, that are mostly single and divorced and either jumping back in or have been single forever and have questions and problems and dilemmas. And um, it's, uh, I feel like we're, we're, providing a uh, very valuable service Robbie and I and um, and it feels makes us feel good to uh, help people and there's a lot of need out there I like I said I just I feel there's no one speaking to us and by the way I should mention that our biggest our biggest episodes uh, were the ones having to do with sex and um, because there's so little information and it's not spoken about the the issues of sex after a certain age. So I really applaud. Right, I, think people are, I think people are embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. 
Absolutely. I, mean, I wrote a book after a couple of years in the group. I wrote a book about some of the main themes in the group, group which is called The Same, What Would Virginia Woolf Do? Um, and other questions I ask myself as I age without apology. And one of the things I said in the introduction to the book is when I started the group and then started thinking about writing a book, I was wondering, like, why don't we talk about this stuff? And it's what Hillary said earlier. A lot of it's just embarrassing. It's hard enough being an aging woman in our culture, but to then, like, have a frank conversation about having trouble having an orgasm or not being able to find someone to have sex with. Like it's completely humiliating. Who wants to have that conversation? And we've created a space where that's really all we talk about. That's why the anonymous features are very important. <laughs> and, and no, even not anonymously, people are incredibly frank. And <laughs> Actually, one of the funniest about- threads, I forgot about this thread, but we did have this really funny thread once about, um, about difficulty having an orgasm as you get older. And I think it was such a relief for all, to be able to say, like, this is actually something that happens. <laughs> mm. It is. Oh, what are you looking at me for? Because it is. We, we, we love orgasms. I mean, I, I got issues down there. I think I think everyone's issues. But I mean, uh, yeah. Your issues is you're, you're, you're too fast. I, I'm pretty, I'm okay in that, in that area. But where, I do. Where were you when um, I was 18? But you know, <laughs> but things do change. They absolutely do. Yes. Every time I go to my gynecologist, he's always like, he's trying to, you know, hawk the uh, latest, greatest um, vaginal rejuvenation procedure. He'll say, so you have dry vagina, dry vagina, dry vagina. How's your vagina? Is it dry? You feeling dry? dry? <laughs> and I'll say no, no. Well, oh, I don't know. Sometimes I don't. Know. So I feel you, ladies. Hello. I am uh, right so, there. Well, okay. Uh, what can uh, educate me? Make me a better man. How how can I improve without even knowing me? How give me some tips on? Because we have a lot of men that listen to the show, and they want to you know have some insight into the woman's psyche and mind sometimes and you know let us improve me i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a sex tip love it and um it, it comes really nina and i are about to do a two-part we're we're on hiatus right now from our podcast raging gracefully but we're about to do a two-parter on infidelity that also touches on female sexuality and one of the interesting things that came up when i was doing the research for it was that women take longer to come to orgasm than the average for men which past a certain age and you know listen it's different Robbie I'm not saying it doesn't take you an hour but for most men I think the average is like five to eight minutes or something and men get turned on by the mere thought of having sex whereas for women (laughs) it's foreplay really it's it's the it's it's the sexual touching it's the act so I think um, I think men have to keep that in mind, especially after a certain point. I know for me, it takes much longer for me to have an orgasm at my age than it did when I was twenty or twenty-five. You know, maybe even thirty. So, make her have an orgasm first, and then you can wrap it up in however long. Well, you I, need I, to I am such a lucky man in that regard because <laughs> yes, uh, you know. Yeah, so, so I got other issues. I'm, they have nothing I'm to so do with forth. sex. Or orgasms, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back to those aging parents. <laughs> How do we keep our aging parents from cre- creeping into our minds during sex? That's the problem. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you, you guys, you touch on everything we do. It's a, uh, it's 
incredible cross pollination. Seriously, online dating, elder care, everything, <clears throat> sex. I mean, we are. That's our wheelhouse. Let's. And I, I would say that um, for I don't know if there's a th- if you guys are picking up on a, a theme, but I I have, and I in our forty how many episodes have we had? Forty four. Forty four episodes. We've been doing this almost a year. I think women uh, of a certain age really just, there's two things. Self-worth is a huge theme that runs through everybody. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Self-worth has everything to do with how you date, how you live, um, who you attract. And then also, I think women just really want to be cherished. I hear that a lot. Um, People talk to me about that and they don't feel, they don't feel, you know, in their 40s plus relevant cherished um and that is unfortunate and then there's the whole and i don't know if this is a myth or not because i do know that ageism does exist in dating um that men only want younger women and i don't know i don't know necessarily if that's true i don't feel like that is true i mean i feel like there are some men who want younger women for a variety of reasons you know maybe their own insecurity or maybe their own sexual whatever preferences or fetishes but there are plenty of men who want middle-aged women i think also huff huff poe did this article and they did this uh, you know study somehow and they found that a 40-year-old woman um, using online dating services had a better luck, better response rate with 25-year-olds. They had a 60% response rate than they did with a 55-year-old where they had a, a 36% reply rate. So, you know, I think I think Nina's right. There are plenty of men who, who want to date women their own age. She's certainly not had any problems, um, but she's, you know, total smart hottie. Uh, but there are also a lot of younger guys who are like, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole sub, you know, sub thread of conversation. That's, we see that all the time. Women our age who are dating younger men, you know, it's, they don't have erection, you know, they don't have erectile dysfunction issues. There's a huge plus. I mean, there are all sorts of reasons women might like younger men, but it's all really personal. Like, I'm not interested in younger men. So, no, I, I think, I think one of the things that's been great about the group actually is the way it demystifies some of the myths that we live with that kind of punish us as women. I mean, it certainly is a common uh, trope or, you know, myth in our culture that it's hard for older women to find love. And while yes, sometimes it is, that is not what we see overall as a theme in the group. Um, Yeah, I I don't, I do believe, and we live in, in, Robbie and I live in LA, we live in a tough town. Um, and everybody complains about it. They, they not necessarily the people that are are um, like bo- we're born and raised Beverly Hills, um, but mm-hmm. people that come here um, just bitch and moan about how hard it is to meet men because men, all the men here want younger, hot chicks, and I understand that. I just That's not true, but I don't think it's really true. I think just getting older is. Um, I don't care what town you live in, it's it's, it's hard. hard. Um, and I feel, uh, and you know, it's, um, you, we all service that, that, that demo. And, um, I, I don't know, Levy, what do you think about, I, 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 you know, we are, uh, always, um, our our friends that are, have, have been in long-term relationships, marriages, they got married out of high school. They got married early in college. They're now finding themselves, uh, possibly newly single. And, you know, my theory has always been that men that get married around 25 
and they're now 55 and they find themselves single, it's, it's almost like they were cryogenically frozen. And when they are newly single, they are now unfrozen. But what do they look for? They look for a 25-year-old because that's the last time that they were dating. So that's what they think that they want. And they may go out with one one or two times and realize, oop, that's not what I want. And they have more in common with people that are uh, like age appropriate for them. And uh, so they may do a, a complete comeback and, and to uh, the age that they are and realize, you know, uh, women my age, I have more in common with. Uh, we have our kids are grown. They're out of the house. We can go ahead and travel. We can do fun things and not worry about anything right. and birth control. And stuff. So, right. so. And they don't want to have kids. They don't want to have kids. They've got their kids. And so, but it's a growth process that we witness in couples that are divorcing or uh, single people. And it's, it's kind of fascinating to, to, to watch that. I agree. And also it's a real opportunity, right? To be at midlife and be single. So you may want to play with it. I mean, you like, I, I went on one date with a much younger guy last spring. I was single again. I was divorced for the second time. And I was like, Hmm, I mean, you know, you can do whatever you want and you figure out what works for you. There are a lot of options. That is you know, true. Nina wrote, a, Nina wrote a great piece on uh, online dating tips. That's on the wolfer.com. And, and one of the things that she said, and we've heard this echoed throughout the group is in a lot of ways, it's really a numbers game. You can't take it personally. You have to just keep, totally. you know, keep going. And if you, if you're, if you're in it long enough, your chances of success are great. Oh, okay. With, uh, that's being yeah. said, we are going to take a quick okay, break Okay, because right I, I have a question. Good. Okay. Hold that question. We'll I will. We'll, we'll be right All back. All right. <laughs> and now back to Done Being Single with Trevor and Robbie. And we are back. So back to the uh, the question of honesty. Uh, how much should you disclose um, when you are dating on, on online profiles uh, in the first few dates? We've had a, a, an episode oh. or two about this. I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's probably no surprise what I think. You should be completely honest all the time from the get-go. Like, I don't understand people who lie on their profiles. Like That just seems like like you, if you go out with someone who's lied about their age, you're, you're walking into a situation where you're thinking this person's a liar. Like I, I, I don't agree. I agree. My, I agree. My favorite is we hear women complain all the time that guys lie about their height. Look, you may be able to look younger, but you're never going to look any taller. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. Um, I mean, how do you and, think you're going to get away with that? What about, I know. okay, so when, uh, for, for filtering purposes, uh, it seems like people lie about their age because they don't want to be filtered out of a search for someone online. So yeah. they will put down that they're younger than they really are. And then maybe in the first sentence, they might say in the profile, oh, I'm really 55, but I put down 49. And so is that a fudge that works or is, are you against that too? I mean, pers- I wouldn't hold really hold it against anyone. I think they do the same thing with height, right? Because I, I have to admit, I used to be one of these people who would only search for people who were six feet and taller. So you want to get in on that search. So you, you know, maybe you're 5'11 or you're 5'10 and you say you're six feet, like whatever. I just think it's lame. Like I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't lie about myself and my profile. I think you should just I mean, I'm a big believer in just being honest. I am too. I think, Thank you. I, I, I think. Yeah, I just think it makes us all. Um, because there's a point where you're going to have to confront the dishonesty at some point. Right. And is why, why do that? Why have to, you know, it just seems like honesty is, is the best policy. And 
I, I really so Robbie, here's yes. what we hear from women over and over again as to what they want in our group. Women in our you know, forty and older. They want a guy who's read a book or two or, or forty, right? Or who can write a they sentence. Want, yeah, they want somebody who can write a sentence, as Nina said. They want somebody who's kind. They don't care whether you can fish and catch, you know, a six-foot trout or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know why all these guys have fishing pictures on their profile. Women just aren't interested in that. What if, you have, see a, what if you have a six-foot trout in your pants? Will that make up for the <laughs> lack of reading? All right. Amen. <laughs> Hello. That works. Okay. No, you guys are right. You are absolutely right. That's what, that, that's what women want. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, and so, and you know what? Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. What do men want? Well, uh, I, I have to agree. I mean, uh, we want nice too. We want loving. We want caring. Uh, so um, I'm all uh, for what what you're saying there, um, Hillary. So yeah, and I think also to to what Trevor was just saying. I mean, in terms of being honest, you know, hopefully you asked like you know. How, how early in relationships and how much honesty. And I mean, I just think it's amazing the things that people are dishonest about early on. I, I just don't understand it. If you're, if, you're, if you're in it in good faith and you're trying to meet someone you connect with, what would be the point of hiding things or being just, I mean, obviously people do it all it, the time. It goes back to what Trev was saying earlier about self-worth. I think that if the woman is yeah. not, uh, has low self-esteem or something, she's going to do something to mask who she really is to put forth something that she's not. So hopefully it'll attract something that wouldn't, she feels wouldn't be attracted to her if she was being honest. And yeah. So that is something that is, um, you know, I think very prevalent and we, we know a lot of people like this actually. So it, well, this it, is, it comes this down is, to low self-esteem. This brings me to my next question about uh, honesty and self-reflection. And why are show why are podcasts and, and groups like yours and ours so popular? Because because people are desperate for guidance and advice and uh, and honesty, a brutal honesty, and we we give it. And I think you guys do it too. And the problem I find with a lot of single people is their inability to be honest with themselves. And and, and because because they're older, because they're maybe death, they, they're they're desperate because there are other, um, you know, considerations that make them a little bit more needy or urgent and less willing to really be honest with themselves. Well, first of all, we try to not be brutally honest, or at least we try to be honest, but not brutally in the sense that, you know, assume goodness is our motto and we, we don't brook a lot of unkindness, but, but I think what you're saying really, Treva is applicable whether you're single or you're married. I think it's really hard to look inside and be self-critical and be, you know, analytical about what, who you are and what you're doing. And I think people have secrets and I think people who are married keep secrets from each other. You know, I don't just think it's single people who have feelings of low self-worth. I think we're all mm -hmm. struggling with the same thing. Who am I? What, why am I here? What am I doing? I, I agree. I, I think it's hard for everyone. And I think it's one of the things I hope that our group actually has done for a lot of us. I know it's done it for me. And I was someone who always believed in being honest. But I think it gives you courage when you see other people really 
really digging deep and and saying hard things about themselves and kind of and even being persuaded like one of the things that happens a lot in our group because the women are so smart and opinionated um we don't all agree often and um hillary's right that we don't tolerate kind of nasty kind of bitchy or catty behavior we we really expect everyone to be straightforward and honest but ultimately respectful but we see women's minds being changed about things or you know look coming around and looking at things in a new way. And it's really moving for all of us. I think it gives us all courage to be more open and more um, open-minded. Yeah, I love it. I love it for that reason, because I, I, you're, you are absolutely right. People have secrets and they have shame. And yeah, uh, yes, and a lot of um, just self-loathing, tons yeah. of self-loathing, and there's nowhere to put it. And they don't know what to do. You know, one of the, one of the reasons we started the podcast was, I mean, we felt it was really important that people, women who, you know, who had similar things happening to them, whether they were emotional or physical, who were not in the group, could understand that these are things not to be ashamed about. Yeah. That there are things you could do to help, that there are some things that just happen and they happen to all of us. And, you know, to, to lighten that burden for women who who don't really understand what's happening to their minds or their bodies, because there's also, you know, a real emotional and psychological effects to menopause and perimenopause. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like hello, depression, my old friend. Yeah. And nobody has more respect for women. Than yeah. Well, okay. All right. he wouldn't know. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Uh, what about what you know? I want to. I I want a group for men. I want to. I want manipods to be I'm, addressed. I'm thinking of. So let some guys well, start it. Yeah, there's, a, there's there's really a lot of power in in this in in the wolf group here, but I think that how we can take it to another level is if it's almost like there's uh, there should be a man's wolf group as well, and then somehow we combine them for some sessions and we talk about the most. Uh, prevalent subjects at hand and uh, have a meeting of the minds and kind of talk up, talk this through and what, you know, is it, is it completely, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum that we're, we're looking at things or is there commonality that we can share? And uh, that's, that's the only thing I w- would like to see if that, if there's an opportunity to, you know, yeah, there's, incorporate. There's, are you hearing that there's yeah. a, there's a lot of crossover here? I mean, do you guys kind of suffer with your version of these I, things? I think the intimacy things are just men don't go there. They just aren't, aren't they rather talk about fishing and sports and stuff. And that's unfortunate, but I think that there's opportunities there. And I think that men can learn a great deal from uh, the intimacy issues that women are discussing and not be afraid to discuss things uh, similar to in their lives. So I think I hate to make generalizations or stereotypes generally about the differences between men and women. But one thing I have experienced my whole life is that women have different friendships. Um, You know, I have a large number of very close relationships with women and they hold me up. They support me. They are who I turn to. And I see that most of the men in my life don't have that. And what this group has sort of explored and proven is that just that those relationships not only exist, but they can exist not in real life, but on the internet virtually Mm -hmm. as well as they do in real life. And some of us have become really good friends in real life as a result of this group. Yeah. But I don't know if men would be so open and so trusting 
No, and I mean, so, I have to say, this has been a recurring, I mean, it's not, it's not original. I mean, there's a, there's an ongoing joke about what would the man version of this be? You know, my, my, my husband. What would Norman Mailer do? What would Norman Mailer do? What would Wyatt Earp do? I'm trying to think. There have been some funny, what would Teddy Roosevelt do? What would Idris Elba do? Um, and I think that the consensus pretty much has been, because that men wouldn't be able to do this. It's just, and it, and it's not a, it's not a dissing of men. It's just that we are, we are different. Men would not, um, would not do. What I we're think, doing okay. Here. If I may counter, I think that we can do it. We should be doing it. And somebody has to just kind of take the lead and then other men will participate. And as it becomes more comfortable to discuss and go deeper with uh, intimate issues. Uh, I think it will be more prevalent and um, it could be more of a, a, a valuable part of uh, what this all right, is all well, about. So I think so that there's the, definitely the problem is you probably don't want a woman running your group. So I think a man has to figure it out. <laughs> We'd love to see this happen, Robbie. We would love it. We want men to have all the great things that we've gotten as a result of this group, the nurturing, the honesty, the information, the education. As fun as it would be, Hillary, imagine if Hillary, imagine the, the current mods running a group just for men. That would be actually really, really very fun. Yeah, right? uh, I don't see why there isn't. I mean, why wouldn't there, couldn't there be? All right, you guys, I'll, I'll I think there's, there's, there, there are unique problems and issues uh, for men as well at midlife. And Probably because some guy would have to start it, Trevor. This is the problem, Trevor. If we started it, I don't think that they would. Um, they would. You, sign you're up. right. I mean, one of the things it's I'm a Trojan horse. Why can't it start? How about if it starts as sports, like sports and business, and then it'll just no, kind I, I, of that's, that's not going to evolve morph no, into it, it, you know sex and no. I think you start with sex, whatever, intimacy, and you go you go as deep as you can go initially. Sports and the other things have nothing to do with this, actually. This is, this well, is I know, that. but you got every other gotta, site has that. So this would be something that would really be a male equivalent of the Virginia Wolf. Yeah. So you know, there, there's a, there is a there is a very very successful and popular blog that was started by a guy. It's about dads being parented parents. Do you remember what it was called? Nina? It's called Fatherly. Oh yeah, Fatherly. I've seen it. But that's how I did it. Okay, some other guy needs to figure out how to build a forum for men to talk about, you know, their penises and their prostates and their, I've got, I've got a name for it. Studley. Studley past, present, future. You will not be part of it. But we're pretty wrapped up in just empowering women right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you got your hands full there. We've got our hands full. I, I see that. But this Literally. is such a valued uh, site, and I can just see all the uh, the benefits that uh, Treva has gotten from uh, being part of this group, and I think it's a oh my god, thing. it's fantastic, you guys! I you know big big props. I can't tell you oh, how so wonderful bad. it is, and and you just you provide such a great service, and I think we all do. And big props to all of us. Um, I love the honesty. I love the intimacy. I love the support. It's so necessary. Um, and it's such a great, it's just a great thing to have. I just can't say enough about it. Well, we are. That's great to hear. Well, thank, thank you. you. And we want to hear back from you after Robbie and you experience the pleasures of the moist post coconut. Well, how, oil yeah, how much moisture do we have to get? I mean, my gosh, we're. You can you know, never have like, enough. Well, you know, 
Okay. <laughs> we don't want the cack. Okay. <laughs> Be careful. There. At this point, right, it's so. more about, uh, for me, just getting a regular bikini wax, uh, 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 which I'm what? a little bit lax on. Whoa, Nelly! I told okay, you, so, uh, this is where people go to be honest. So, right. and by the way, this all reminds me of the old Playtex bra commercial. Remember? Support, support can be beautiful. Oh, remember that? Remember that? Yes. And yes, it can. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we love the support. Especially when you're like a triple D. You know. <laughs> oh, you I'm know my you wife. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to wrap up the show because uh, it's that time. Thank you both, Hillary and Nina. Tell the audience again where they can find you. Well, the podcast is Raging Gracefully. You can find it that is anywhere you Raging find a podcast. with an R, I Raging think. Gracefully. And Nina? Uh, we have a website called thewolfer.com. So it's the Wolfer with two O's, W-O-O-L-F-E-R.com. You can sign up there for our newsletter and find out about our events. We have events all around the country. We have retreats. Um, and then the Facebook group is called What Would Virginia Wolf Do? Thank you guys Thank you so, so much. much. It's been a Thank great you. show. I think, I think we're all done being single. <laughs> yes. Good luck to you guys. And uh, what else, baby? Yeah. No, that's it. We're okay. Right. Good. Take all care. Right. So much. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.